0: It's game time. Uh Uh-huh. The kid Gowie.
1: Ravens Nation. All we know is purple and black.
0: And if you're not a Ravens fan, (laughs) welcome. Welcome to Baltimore, Maryland yeah. m Bank Stadium Where opponents don't make it out alive unless we bury them Every team be afraid of them Especially on the quarterbacks wow. so hesitate you Let's take a minute, go back to Super Bowl 35. Yeah. Domination was an understatement Up against the Giants uh-huh. Numerous touchdowns. touchdowns They put up numbers yeah. and it didn't take a nutritionist hey, Ravens Nation, how y'all doing today? This is your boy Joshua Here at the worst take And I have my buddy McConaugh here McConnell say Hey, how you doing to the uh, Ravens Nation?
1: Yo, what's going on, everybody? I'm really excited for today's episode. A lot of good stuff planned.
0: Absolutely right about that, Makana. Um, if you missed our first episode, please go listen on Spotify. We t- we talked about um, the offense and our new ac- and our new additions on the offensive side of the ball and the X factors. You don't want to miss out on that episode. So. Um, with our first episode being about the offensive side of the ball, it's only right to speak about the defensive side. And um, over the off season, we did add some new acquisitions on the defensive side of the ball. McConaughey, um, tell me how you feel about those new acquisitions being on the Ravens Raven defensive side of the ball.
1: Oh, man, it is. It's amazing. I, I don't know how Eric DaCosta does it, But he does, year in and year out, since he's been general manager, even though it's only been like a year or two, sort of. But he has fleeced teams in terms of the trade market. And the way that he was able to just turn a fifth-round pick for a three-year consecutive pro bowler on the perfect position that he needed, because the Ravens last year, nobody wants to bring it up. But Derrick Henry was um, unstoppable, to say the least. And this def- the defensive line was not able to get in front of him. They weren't able to stop him. So what do the Ravens do? They add six foot eight, 300-pound Walter Payton Man of the Year, Calais Campbell. And then they also go out and get a proven veteran in Derrick Wolfe. And both of those guys, last year, if you combine their sack totals... They had over 13 sacks combined last year and Calais was playing again alongside Yannick Ngakwe while Derek Wolf got to step in for Bradley Chubb and he was able to get the sacks alongside Vaughn Miller. Now, Derek Wolf's going into a little bit of a downgrade playing with Matthew Judon, but I believe Calais Campbell's getting a bit of an upgrade in terms of the guy he's playing with. And those two are going to be great pieces in this Ravens defense and I cannot wait to see what... Wink draws
0: up for him. Couldn't agree with you more, Makana. Um, what can I say? Uh, when it comes to winning Super Bowls, when it comes to winning championships, um, in a football realm, defense wins championships. With that being said, I love what Eric DaCosta did with adding a Derek Wolf and a Calais Campbell to the team. Um, Derek Wolf definitely reminds me of a Jared Johnson, Paul Kruger type of player. Low profile, but... What with, with, with a high motor meaning you know in a defense that you know when with a wink martindale or even with a rex ryan you know you can find diamonds in the rough to put into that front seven and that knows how to get out to the quarterback and you know with a, a calais campbell at six eight and i think believe over 300 something pounds you can move him from the outside and, to, and the inside so you know Offensive of tackles and offensive of guards and hell, even centers are gonna have nightmares of um <laughs> Calais Campbell. Derek Wolf, just him being on the outside giving Matthew Don a little bit of um rest because Matthew Don was dealing with a lot of double teams. So now he can get back to doing what he was doing. He could possibly be in a double uh digit sack season this year as well and let's not forget about the rest of the stable of our defense events or outside linebackers if you want to call them that um tyus bowers um jahe ward sack daddy jalen ferguson which i think is going to have a great sophomore season so you know we have a lot of um players on a defensive end on that defensive side of the ball, especially in that front seven, that you can move around and that can get to the quarterback. And it's going to be a fun sight to see because, you know, Ravens defense, they've always been about stopping the run game, and I feel like this year we're going to get back to it.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more when you said that defense wins championships. And more importantly, it's not the entire defense. It's the front seven that wins championships. Let's look at the San Francisco 49ers last year. Their yes. defensive line – was absolutely game-wrecking Nick Boso yeah we like to talk about him but also who got a who got the biggest deal this offseason it was a defensive tackle it was for the Colts now it was um I don't know why I'm blanking on his name DeForest Buckner DeForest Buckner was a big body that can stop the run And the the Ravens got some big bodies now. They, They obviously got Calais, big time, big in height, big in size. And then they also got Brandon Williams. Those are two of the biggest football players in the NFL. I believe they combine for 630 pounds. They got two guys weighing 630 pounds. And if those two guys alone can't help stop the run, because they're going to push the offensive line. They're not going to get, allow the running back to get to that next level. They're not going to make Marcus Peters have to tackle people because that is not what Ravens fans want. We want the front seven <laughs> making the tackles, and this defensive line is going to allow the linebackers to plug the holes because the holes are going to be smaller. There's going to be less holes. Because they're going to have to focus on all these new guys, and maybe they forget about a couple of the guys that the Ravens still have, like a Matthew Judon or a Tyus Bowser or Jahi Ward. Those guys are going to get extra minutes that are meaningful because they're going to be able to come in and play when the defense isn't focused on them. And they're going to be able to make plays without being the primary focus of the play. Because obviously Wink can draw up a sack, Pretty almost whenever he wants but it's the sacks that he doesn't draw up that matter the most when the ravens don't blitz they need that pressure and with calais there with jude on there they're going to be able to get a lot more of those non-designed sacks that a defense so desperately needs
0: couldn't agree with you more i couldn't agree with you more
1: All right. Do we want to uh, transition into kind of the next question? I've got, um, we got two new guys in the defense, Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison. Will those guys live up to the uh, linebackers of years past, like a C.J. Mosley or maybe even, dare I say, Ray Lewis?
0: Hmm. That is the million-dollar question for the Baltimore Ravens at this moment in time. Um, when CJ Mosley did leave, uh, unfortunately, he wanted more money that, you know, the organization wasn't willing to give him. Um, that was a void. That was a big void. And, you know, we were just moving pieces around and doing what we could do to fill that void. Um, since this, I believe this is our third time in Ravens history, uh, drafting a first round, uh, drafting a metal linebacker at the first in the first round um Patrick Queen has some big shoes to fill he definitely has some big shoes to fill um Lamar Jackson already called him baby Ray Lewis um Patrick Queen uh he said that you know he's smaller he's smaller and a little more agile than Ray Lewis um of course Ray Lewis uh laughed it off but you know, I heard a, I heard an interview of Ray Lewis saying that, um, you know, he didn't go against a 280, 300 pound Jerome Bettis, <laughs> almost 240 pound uh, Eddie George, Corey Dillon. So even though the game has changed, the uh, running backs are getting smaller and faster. I feel like Patrick Queen can definitely get the job done. Um, he doesn't mind. Um, Putting his hat. He doesn't mind putting his hat in the middle, getting dirty. He doesn't mind sacking a quarterback. He doesn't mind picking up a running back and throwing them, uh, throwing him around, doing a suplex. Uh- <laughs> oh yeah. So I really feel like, you know, Patrick Queen was a steal for us on the defensive side of the ball. And not only him, uh, Malik Harrison. That's another one. Uh, I'm surprised to see him to go so low in the draft the way he did, but you have two young studs that can play off each other. You have one that don't mind playing stop and run, and you done and you and you got another one that that can play the coverage, and they can even they can interchange each other as well. Because if you go look at the Ohio State Buckeye uh, highlights, Malik Harrison. Also, was another one that did not mind getting dirty. Um, so I definitely feel like both of these middle linebackers um, are going to bring a presence that we have been missing since the C- since CJ Mosley. I feel like you know they're going to be leaders, not maybe off the back, maybe by game five in the NFL in our um, season coming up. But you know, I feel like they they definitely want to earn the respect of the veterans in the room on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, I am, I am very excited to watch these guys. And C.J. Mosley, it was, it, was it was a tragic loss in that offseason. But if we look at his 2018 stats with the Ravens, he had 70 tackles, six tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, and half a sack. This linebacking duo, linebacker duo is going to do way more than that. The way the, the way the defense is set up, Malik Harrison will have at least six tackles for loss, the way Wink likes to blitz and the way Malik Harrison plays in the trenches. And then in terms of pass coverage and playing somewhat in the secondary, Patrick Queen's going to be able to fill that void. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is a better linebacking, linebacker duo than any duo we ever had with C.J. Mosley at the helm. Not because I heard think it they're first. individually better, but I think as a duo, I think that they're going to be better. Because, yes, C.J. Mosley was great, but he was never able to play alongside someone that complimented him so well. Patrick Owasso was never able to do that. And the linebackers before him, it was the C.J. Mosley show. But now we've got two very talented young linebackers that complement each other perfectly. And they will fit the exact system that Wink is trying to run. And because Wink loves to send linebackers. He loves to send corners on blitzes. And that is what Malik Harrison will do the best in the NFL. And the Ravens have to rely on good coverage when they do send those blitzes. And that's what Patrick Queen will be able to do well. The The tandem is, is perfect. And I, I was shocked that Malik Harrison went that late in the third round. But... I, I, It's it's a blessing, man. I don't know how it worked out, but it did for Eric DaCosta. He got a perfect duo to pair alongside that great duo of acquisitions we got in the offseason. And this front seven, like I said before, front sevens win championships. This front seven is ready to win a championship.
0: <laughs> and like I said, man, a defense, you got to have dogs. And them two? <sighs> Man, if I, if they not pit bulls, I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> they might be mixed with another breed of of pit and maybe German it. Nah, but you know, if you let the leash off of them, man, I feel sorry for anybody on the offensive side on the opposing team that has to meet them across the line because those type of those type of men put fear in you, and we haven't had that. Hmm, we haven't had that since the Ray Lewis days. Yep. Anytime you play against anytime you play against Ray uh the Ravens, you you know you playing against Ray Lewis, there's some running back that would challenge him. Hell, some wide receivers that would even challenge him. Chad. Let's not forget about <laughs> There we go. I was about to say, let's not forget about Chad Ocho Cinco saying, like, I'm gonna go ahead and block him. What Ray Lewis do? Put him on his ass. And to this day, Chad Ocho Cinco wanna still fight him. Just because of that. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, I feel like with these two young men, um, they're not the they're not the talking type. They just get down and dirty. They get in the trenches. They get to work. So I feel like you know, with that with the new additions from Calais, Derek, now you got two young studs in the middle in the middle linebacker core. Also with the technician with L.J. Ford, um, yeah, this front seven is is going to be scary. And I and I love us getting back. And I love and I see, the fa- see that we're going to get back to playing Ravens football on a defensive side.
1: Yeah, it's, it's no longer going to be the flashy play of the secondary that people will look at. It's going to be the front seven shutting down opponents because that's Ravens football. Ravens have never been. I know the Ravens had Ed Reed, but they had Ray Lewis and they right. had Terrell Suggs. Peter right. Bulware.
0: they had right.
1: the dogs. Kelly Greg, oh, Tony yeah.
0: Sarah Goulson.
1: I mean, if we want to go defensive line, Marcus Halodi Douglas. <laughs> Thank you. Those are the guys. I mean, people don't look back at. I mean, yes, the Chris McAllister, Ladarius Webb. Those those guys were great. Rod Woodson. I mean, even Deion Sanders for a time. I mean, that, Shot, wasn't, that wasn't the Dion or anything like that. But, like, it was, it's the Ravens front seven that people always look at. And I, I think finally the Ravens are going to get back to that, even though the secondary is really good. But getting back to that front seven is Ravens football. Another thing about Ravens football is, like, personality. And I think all of those guys are really good fits in terms of what the Ravens like in personality. They like the guys that want to go out and fight your opponent. But at the same time, be respectable off the field. And that's something that um, all of the guys on that front seven have been able to do. Um, Calais Campbell even winning Walter Payton Man of the Year. But those guys, I'm excited for that front seven. Especially with uh, Wink Martin. They could go out with any defensive coordinator and they would ball out. But they got, they got, they got Wink and it's, it's going to be special.
0: Man, Wink out there with his chain, man. He, listen, <laughs> this Ravens defense have is having fun. And with this season on the way, it's going to be more fun. So, with that being said, and with this season coming up, we do have a couple big games in the AFC that we do play in this upcoming, upcoming season. Uh, for instance, we play against our new rival, the Chiefs. Um, we have our grudge match against the Titans. Uh, I guess you can call them a rivalry as well. Um, the New England Patriots, and then you have the story of Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson in Texas. Makana, um, just tell me how you think they were fair.
1: Oh man, I, I am I. I hate to say it, I am. I am terrified of the Kansas City Chiefs. I brought Talk up the way that the, uh, the 49ers' defense was constructed. Look at what happened to them uh, at the end of the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was able to, was able to take over the game, and that's, that's scary. But with that said, Lamar Jackson and everything, going to be another year into the NFL. And while the Ravens have, are yet to get over the Chiefs, Lamar's never gotten to beat Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm scared. I don't. I don't know if it'll happen in the regular season. In the postseason, anything can happen. But in the regular season, in week three they play, it'll it'll be really interesting. But it'll be a fun Monday Night Football as long as there's no Booger McFarland. Um, it'll be a fun <laughs> Monday Night Football, and I can that. Everybody put that on your calendars. The 28th, I, I really hope there's no like NBA basketball or anything like that, any playoffs or anything like that. There better not be, and if so, I'm not watching it because I'm watching Ravens Chiefs. Everyone will watch Ravens Chiefs because that is, that is the best rivalry in the NFL in terms of just talent. Obviously, there's other rivalries, Ravens Steelers, Bears, Packers. But in terms of talented rivalries, Ravens Chiefs has to be the number one. I mean, they're the two best offenses in football, two of the most exciting players in football, the two reigning MVPs, the two fastest teams in football, two of the best coaches in football. It's a match. It's a match uh, made in heaven. It's there's nothing better than Ravens Chiefs right now in the NFL. And uh, what do you think about this game? Are you are you excited? Are you nervous?
0: Um, When it comes to the Chiefs, man, I just want us to get a win. Um, definitely not nervous. Um, if anything, me with me being how I am, at the old competitive edge in me, I want that game mm-hmm. because I believe they got two up on us, or we two
1: and
0: we 2-0. and I mean, we 0-2 against them. So, yeah, um, I need them to run that back. I need them to run that back, you know, and um, we're going to have to get this dub. Uh, it's. <laughs> I'll never forget when Eric Weddle uh, tried to tackle Tyreek Hill and um. Tyreek <sighs> bounced off him, and I I think I believe Tyreek Hill was playing with one leg just about that game. Yeah, and he was still almost at top damn speed. Um, it made me mad as hell. It made me mad. <laughs> it made me mad as hell. I will never forget, but um, you know, the past in the past, what happens would happen, you know we i feel like we should have a healthy secondary so we'll be able to keep up with the speed um we'll have a front seven that's going to be coming at patrick mahomes and yeah patrick mahomes he can run but he's not going to get away from all the all the youth and all the um all the uh, uh blisses we're going to throw at him uh and then that's just the defense um, like I said, y'all guys should have listened to the first episode. Y'all already know what we have on off- offense and you already know the new additions that we have on offense. But if you don't, we can remind you, uh, we have Lamar Jackson, we have Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and you know, Devin DuVernay. Yes. I'm calling off the rookies because the rookies are going to make a statement because that's what the rookies been doing for the past two years um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and James Prochet. And let's not forget the real still in the draft. That's, um, Ray Rice Jr. and J. K. Dobbins. And so <clears throat> and you got and you got big trust and you know in the in the backfield. And meet him outside the bank if you got any problem with a Mark a- Mark Ingram. So, you know, on both sides of the ball, I feel like we are both we were matched. Um I'm looking forward. I'm looking for some big hits. I'm looking for some bombs uh thrown down the field. I'm looking for some runs. Um and I don't even think I only think the Kansas City Chiefs defense um, I don't even think the Kansas City Chiefs made any additions to their defense. I don't even think they have even the salary cap to make any additions. Um, granted, they did come, to, and, and and I will say they did come to play in the Super Bowl. I mean, they even they even came to play against us. So I will say I won't doubt them out. I won't you know slight them, but I'm taking my guys all the way. So yeah. I'm definitely looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to that game, but um. That that rematch, that rematch against the Titans, that's another one I need, and that's, oh it, yeah, it, it. Me as a Ravens fan, and just by off the strength of seeing what my team can do, I don't. I, I, I'm not fearful of any team. Yes, Derrick Henry is a monster. Um. If I was on defense, I would hit him in his knees. I will not lie. Um, that's just me being a. Uh, that's just me being the old defender that I was. Um, you know, you get you in the pile. you know, ask, ask the stories. Uh, football players, you know, <laughs> once they tackle somebody, they sometimes beat you down <laughs> in that pile. So, uh, I'll, I'll you know that six one six two guy was he about two fifty two sixty? He moves like an antelope. Um, I'll jump on his back. I do what I have to do to bring him down. He can't get over 100 yards. He can't get over 100 yards. Um, I believe that quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Yep. Ryan, I mean, yeah, the Tennessee Titans paid them get money, paid him get money, but um, he is a mediocre quarterback. Um, anybody can fight me on that. I don't care. He is a mediocre quarterback. Literally, he reminds me of a Dak Prescott. He had a good running back behind him, for people. He had a good running back behind him. When you have a great running game, a lot of teams are going to play the run and don't think about the pass. I mean, granted, he does have a good uh, rookie wide receiver. And um, is it is it A.J. Brown?
1: Yeah, A.J. Brown.
0: A.J. Brown, yeah, I give him that. But, you know, everybody plays for Derrick Henry. Nobody really thinks about A.J. Brown. And I mean, even though when A.J. did get the ball, you know, he reminds me of a Debo Samuel. He runs very hard. He has great hands. And um he has good breakaway speed. But if you stop the run, they really don't have nothing. Ryan Tannehill is not a great quarterback. Our defense has reloaded. We will get our secondary back and healthy. Um so I'm ready for that game. You talk to me, McConnell. How you think about how you feel about that?
1: Um before I before I even say anything about the Titans, I just wanna say about the Chiefs game, we all remember the Jackson 5 the last time Lamar played on Monday (laughs) Night Football. But in terms of the Chiefs, or in terms of the Titans, not the Chiefs, first of all, I wasn't ready for that uh, Dak Prescott hate. Uh, While I agree (laughs) that Ryan Tannehill is an average quarterback, um, and obviously you have to stop the run. And when the Ravens played the Titans last year in the playoffs, I said – on the main Worst Take podcast, I said that, that that was the matchup that scared me the most. Because the Ravens last year struggled stopping running backs. And while the statistics may not say that, it's because the Ravens would be up by 30 against everybody. So they're not running the football. But when the Ravens struggled, it was because other teams ran the ball. Whether it's the Browns and, and Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry and the Titans. And I was scared. The, the Titans play fundamental defense and they run the football well. But now I'm not scared because, for one, Derrick Henry was on a hot streak, the hottest streak of maybe any running back ever. But that doesn't mean he's just going to start next season like he did last season, like, like he ended last season. He has always been a pretty inconsistent running back in terms of production. And while he may have gotten hot then, I don't know if he'll be hot now. And also, we talked about it on this podcast earlier – What did the Ravens do in this offseason? They said, that won't happen again. What did they do? They drafted two linebackers, add in two defensive linemen that are all guys that can stop the run and get in your face. And that's exactly what Calais and Malik and Derek Wolfe and Patrick Queen, that's what they're going to do. They're going to help stop that, and they're going to force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball. And if Ryan Tannehill is forced to throw the ball, he will not be a successful quarterback in the NFL. He will only <laughs> succeed when Derrick Henry is playing at the 200 yards per game ridiculous average that he was doing at the end of last season and in the playoffs. It was, it was ridiculous. But I'm going to come out and I'm going to say it's a, it was a fluke. It, that, that stretch was a fluke. I don't see him as that type of player that will be able to keep that up for an entire season. He got hot. Props to him. Props to the Titans. They beat the Ravens. But I, I don't see that happening again whatsoever. But right before that, right before that Titans game, they the Ravens play another rival in the New England Patriots. Yep. And the Patriots no longer have Tom Brady or half of their defense. They lost a lot of those guys. But they have Bill Belichick, and that will always make Ravens Patriots a rivalry. If there's if Bill Belichick is there, it's a rivalry because Bill can scheme up anything. And one of my least favorite moments as a Raven fan ever was when the Patriots came back twice from down fourteen in the playoffs, and Julian Edelman threw that trick play, touchdown pass. Unfortunate events. But that's the type of stuff Bill Belichick will be able to do. And he'll he'll scheme up that team. Because that roster, that roster sucks. That is. I mean, they got Jared Stidham at quarterback. That is not somebody that you're fearing. But I fear Bill Belichick. And it's in New England. And with all that said, the Ravens will stomp the Patriots. Just like they did last year. Because. The Patriots lost their run defense. They lost Kyle Van Noy, And then they lost Jamie Collins for the secondary. And obviously they they lost the Golden Boy. But that's no longer a team that I think should be feared, even though it's still a rivalry.
0: Yeah. um, We definitely had some good battles against the Patriots. Uh, I definitely will say that. Um, Last year was one of my favorite battles because I was there. Um, (laughs) so I definitely love those getting the win, especially not all all black. Um, but this year I just, I just don't see it being a entertaining game. Reason I say this, um, TB 12 is gone. So the miracle man in new people will say Bill Belichick is the miracle man. He's, he's, he, I would say this. He's the man in the back scene behind the Miracle Man. Because, yes, you have great coaches. They can dial up great plays. But without those great players, what are they really? Um, The Zen Master had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Um, Was John Calipari. Um, in Kentucky, he will have just about five freshmen, and all of them will go first round out of University of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. He had Donovan McNabb. He's had. Did he coach Vic? I believe he even coached Vic. I
1: think he coached Vic for so, a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to discredit Bill Belichick. He has a great body of work. But to McConnell's point, I don't even know the name of the quarterback. And I know they drafted uh, – un- they didn't even draft a quarterback. Um, they got a quarterback from Michigan State, and he went undrafted. Mm-hmm. So if Bill Belichick makes magic happen, and they, you know, they get a – they go 500 this season, then, hey, that's fine. But um, I just don't see them uh, – I whatever Bill Belichick dials up, um, I don't see them getting over fourteen points, and I'm being nice, (laughs) of giving them fourteen points. I feel like it will be another uh, blowout type of game, even in New England. So, um, yeah, you heard it, you heard it here first, uh, Ravens Nation family. Uh, I just. I don't know how y'all feel about Bill Belichick. Y'all can fear him. Y'all can be scared of him. Um, he is that. He is the Zen master of of the NFL. I will say that because he does know how to take you know no names or little 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 guys and low profile guys. I would say and let them thrive. I mean, how he now has players that are now coaching. So that just speaks to his body of work. Um, obviously, he 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 has that uh, true grit. As a coach, but um, I just don't see that game having that much excitement as it would be with a TB, without a TB twelve or you know any other dynamic player. I mean, the only person they have that I know of now is Stephen Gilmore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see. I see it being a frustrated. I see it being a frustrated season for the um, New England Patriots and even for some of their um you know quote unquote stars on the team. Um yeah.
1: Definitely. So what about the new rivalry between Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson? What do you what do you see happening in uh that game in week 2 right before the Ravens play the Chiefs?
0: Man. That game that's just the narrative between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. And and the funny thing about it is people are going to make it seem like a rivalry. rivalry. Nah, I won't call it rivalry. I'll just call it two guys with stellar with stellar talent playing against each other. Um Deshaun Watson, man, that's somebody that can make that can make something he can make nothing happen out of something. Um do I, I believe they still got uh DeAndre Hopkins. No, they traded was, Hopkins. Okay, so the trade that's, was that's finalized.
1: The Texans, they lost Hopkins.
0: Okay, so the trade was finalized. He's now with Arizona with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, f- I don't even remember who uh, the Texans added for They ha- uh, They got Deshaun
1: David Le- Johnson in the trade, but then they also traded for, like, Brandon Cooks. Kind of
0: okay. random um, additions. If I was Deshaun Watson, I would have asked for a trade myself. I'm sorry. I would have demanded a trade because, you know, you take his most – Productive receiver away from him. um granted, you know whoever are Texas fans, I don't feel sorry for you guys, um y'all know the story better than I do. I'm not here to know you all' story, but I heard it was some you know some friction between Hopkins and I believe Bill O'Brien, and you know I'm sorry to hear that, but um, you know. But the narrative of the rivalry between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, I just don't, it's it's not a rivalry. Like I said, it's just two young men going at each other since college. So, you know, even if everybody look at that Louisville Clemson game, man, that was just a that was a good game. Clemson just had a good defense. Where and Louisville had some miscues. I mean, and Louisville didn't have have any miscues against you know that stellar defense against uh, Clemson. uh, Lamar Jackson would have won that game. Um, Lamar Jackson's on the type of energy where you know that you can he can kind of put that game behind him because now he has the one up on him in the NFL. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely a big one up. They they destroyed the Texans. Absolutely. But so one thing me... I do want to say about that game, people people will forget that that game should have been way closer in the early parts of the game. I don't know how Marlon Humphrey did not get called for pass interference on DeAndre Hopkins. He tackled mm-hmm. him before the ball was there. I mean, I'm happy it didn't get called, but it was ridiculous. That just yeah. absolutely killed the momentum of the Texans. When you have a what should be a touchdown just called back and they even challenged it and it didn't go through and it was just that just takes the life out of your team when you're not able to do something that the refs knew that they messed up everybody knew that was a pass interference it's it was so blatant i don't know how it wasn't changed i'm happy it wasn't but i think that game would have been a lot closer and this game's going to be in Houston. I do think it's a rivalry. I think I don't I don't think it's as much a team rivalry, but I think there's a rivalry between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. I mean, when you've got two Heisman winners that went back and forth in college that then play on pretty solid teams in the NFL against each other pretty consistently, I think it's a rivalry and I i'm I'm actually worried for this game. It's early in the season um and that's that's always scary. early games in the season, but with that said, I think the Ravens will still definitely win, but I think it could be a lot it will be significantly closer than last year's game was, unless the refs uh, give us the benefit of the doubt again. but I highly doubt that the Ravens will get that lucky with the refs two years in a row.
0: Okay, well, I mean when you put it like that, I definitely understand where you're coming from, as far as the uh, the rivalry, you know. So it's it 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 almost reminds me of two two schools like in Texas, and they know this is the best school in this district, and and that's the best school in that district. Yeah, and that school has the best running back here. While that school has the best middle linebacker, but in all reality, you know they're the best of friends. Um, but on the field, you already know what time it is. It's war time, and they know they're gonna meet in the district finals, the championship, and um, they're gonna bring their A game. And you know it's it's no it's, it's not gonna be any holding back. So no, I definitely I definitely respect that um, where you're coming from, as far as the rivalry um, portion. Um, so yeah, uh, you know what i f- I'll give it a shootout. I'll give I'll give it a shootout type of uh vibe. Almost um, it, it it will be another shootout like with the with the Chiefs. Um I feel like we will have I feel like uh Lamar would probably have more passing um touchdowns than Deshaun Watson. Um if the Texans made any additions to their offensive line to protect Deshaun, then hey we can see some touchdowns out of him too. Maybe either either from off of his feet or passing. But, you know, from last seat from that last game last season, our defense was definitely hounding him. And, you know, getting to him. I think um he did get a little injured in that game last season, but I know he continued to play. And um he just has the, he has that warrior mentality. So, you know, I definitely love that about the shine. Um, so I definitely can see that game being a you know, a good one. Yeah. Um I don't s I, so I, I won't give it the blowout type of uh, vibe. Um I definitely see it, it maybe being um uh, we maybe went by a touchdown. So
1: one thing I wanna ask is before we go into the worst take, I just wanna ask what is your record that you predict the Ravens will go in these four games? I'm going to say that the Ravens go 3-1. and one. I don't know what game they'll lose, but I, I don't see them winning all four. Obviously, I want them to win all four, but I feel like mm-hmm. they, considering two of them are back, like they play the Texans, then the Chiefs back-to-back, then they go Patriots, then the Titans back-to-back. I Those are four games where it's like it's a tough kind of in the scheduling department. I just don't see them winning all four. But what do you you think about what their record will be? Are you confident they can win all of them? That they will win all of them?
0: I'll say this. If we beat the Chiefs off the bat, I can see us four going four and up. For the strength of you now beating your new rival. And you beating them in a fashion that we all know how the Ravens can play now. So they're going to be riding off momentum. Now, when you and we obviously seen with a Ravens team what they do when they have the momentum, yes. So if you come, if they come in, beat the Chiefs, and you know, they beat them real good, I can see us, I can see us, uh, keeping it moving. The only thing I only game I will say that will we that we will be battle tested. Um, because we definitely had to see how that front seven comes together is the Titans. Yeah. Reason I say that. um. Yes, I do want the grudge match. Let's not get it um, twisted. Ravens fans. But at the end of the day, they still have Derek Henry. You still have to um, respect that beast. Um, He, I know he's feeling good. I know he feel like he can do, he can do what he did last year again. Mm hmm. Um, I'm not gonna put it. I'm, I won't put it past them, you know. When someone has that momentum, when someone sees, you know, their body of work of how they can, you know, truly dominate, they're gonna feed off of that.
1: Definitely. I mean,
0: hell, when Michael Jordan kept on going back to the goddamn playoffs, and even though he got beat down by the Detroit Pistons, he went back off season, got himself stronger, he got better, and what did he do? He finally beat the Pistons. I mean, granted. Um the Titans got that close to the Super Bowl. So you never know you don't we really don't know how Derrick Henry is really feeling. We don't know how hungry he is and we don't know how bad he wants to get back into that position. So when you have someone that close that was almost there, that usually makes them wants to uh fight 10 times harder. Yeah. Definitely. So that game you know, I could see that maybe being up in the air just off the run game. And then we have to see how our new pieces come together as well. I feel like our new pieces definitely will come together. But that statement game is against the Chiefs. We win, we get 4-0. If we do, if even if we do win against the Chiefs, then like, uh, that game against the Titans, that's the, that's the one where, you know, our run-stopping defense will be battle-tested because – I know that I'm not really worried about the Chiefs' running backs. I know they can. Um, I know Andy Reid really like the pass catching, the pass catching running backs. Yeah, but uh, I'm really not worried about that. Our front seven, if our um, if our secondary is healthy, I see us staying with their wide receivers. Um, not really stressed off of that. Um, the Patriots. Uh, it's it's the Patriots. What we'll give respect because it's Bill Belichick. Um, but I don't really see them, you know, beating us. The Texans, the Texans is going to be a backyard type of football game. So you know, I'm love. I'm definitely loving the energy. Just thinking about it because of how Deshaun Watson is, and we know how Lamar Jackson is going to come out to play. And that's that's where my take is. I really feel like we can go four and zero off that statement game against the Chiefs. But if we if if we barely come out that Chiefs game, I can see the Titans game being the one that we're really tested. So yeah, four and zero for no ravens fans but um in reality i'll give it a three and one okay all right so
1: with all of that said let's transition into the worst take
0: all right so (laughs) let's talk about it man um so with this being a defensive breakdown, um, of course we got to give our worst take. So we got we have our new acquisitions and Derek Wolf. We already talked about him. We talked about Clayes Clayes Campbell, and then we talked about our two new studs at linebacker. But let's be real, uh, Ravens Nation, the NFL is a pass happy type of league nowadays. So with that being said with some healthy pieces coming back. I feel like the Ravens will have the scariest secondary in the NFL. And the reason I say that you have a, you have a dog and Marcus Peters and he's a ball Hawk. You have Marlon Humphrey that will play the best wide receiver on anybody's team. You have Tavon young that will be coming off from an injury and is the highest paid nickelback in the NFL. I believe, um, we can't forget about our veteran Earl Thomas. Um people may feel like he didn't have the best season, but he, you know, he did come in the box, he made tackles when he could, and he did get his interceptions when he went when, when it, um he was there in the vicinity. Um you have Chuck Clark, a rising star in our secondary at the safety, and also has the green uh sticker because he has the mic. He's the he's the one calling out the plays, he's the one putting everybody in position. Um, and let's not forget Jimmy Smith that could possibly be playing that could possibly be playing a little bit of safety as well. So, um, oh, excuse me, I, I'm sorry, Deshaun Elliott that's coming back from injury, and our safety that we just recently acquired from the draft, um, Mr. Stone. So, you tell me, Makana, what you think? That does that sound uh, a little scary to you?
1: I think that sounds like the scariest secondary in the nfl and not only is it scary because all of those guys are talented because yes they are amazing but we've talked about the front seven the focus won't even be on the secondary and that's the scariest part is everyone's going to be focusing on this front seven oh they're great but then there's all the playmakers in that secondary we know marcus peters um he had three picks for the ravens Obviously, he had two touchdowns, and then in addition to Marcus Peters, then there's Marlon Humphrey, the fumble, the peanut puncher, the fumble, I guess, picker-upper, Earl Thomas, (laughs) just a designated playmaker that's been doing it for years. And they're going to be roaming free because people won't pay attention to them, and that is scary when you have guys that are that good – that good with the football, especially in their hands. All of those guys can take it to the house when they get the ball. And Absolutely. somebody in training camp that and preseason that's always stood out is Deshaun Elliott. He's yet to play, but if he does play, he balls out every year and it's always everyone always says this is the year that Deshaun Elliott is gonna break out, but he hasn't because he keeps getting injured. Very similar to Tavon mm-hmm. Young. Luckily Tavon did have that one year. But there's a lot of playmakers on this defense, and this secondary is scary, scary good.
0: Man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited. It's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. Oh yeah, like uh, who all is it? Tyreek Hill, Sammy, Sammy Watkins, uh, Nicole Hardman, Nicole Hardman, and. Um, Travis Kelsey, who 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 else?
1: I just, they got the running backs. Yeah, they. yeah,
0: And you know, if people if it's gonna be like summer ball seven on seven, uh, when the Ravens play against the Chiefs, and if anybody knows how seven on seven goes, wide receivers, one running back, and a quarterback versus hmm, two linebackers, corners, and safeties. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> only the only difference about this, you know, we're going to be tackling. And um I feel like our corners are still young. Um the only 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 guys that's old in the NFL world is Jimmy Smith and Earl Thomas, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, in our secondary, but they but Jimmy Smith can still, you know, run with the best of run with the best of the wide receivers and still, you know, get wide receiver's help. So y'all, y'all, y'all see Ravens Nation y'all seen what the secondary was able to do y'all see what Mark, Marlon Humphrey was able to do y'all see the energy that Marcus Peters gave the defense immediately oh yeah <laughs> so you know and and though and you have and I said it before I'm gonna say it again you need dogs on the defense you got dogs in that secondary and you'll have dogs in that front seven and when you got some dogs that don't mind fighting and that play hard they are going to put it all on the field and you have and those guys in that locker room they know they have an offense that that uh will go out there and get some points so they don't mind uh if Lamar Jackson gets stopped they will go back out there get the ball back for that man and Lamar will thank his defense by getting some points off of, off a of turnover for them if they don't score um immediately
1: oh yeah one thing i want to bring up is last season the ravens were definitely a top five pass defense they were top five in completion percentage this is all for opponents completion percentage yards per game yards per pass attempt passing touchdowns per game like and they were up for a large part of all of those games they had the highest win margin in the nfl like The teams weren't running the football because they had to throw, and they couldn't. And the secondary got better because they add in Tavon Young. They don't have to have Anthony Averett playing in at the nickel. And then also, you get back the safety, and you draft. You draft uh, Geno Stone. I always think of him as Geno Smith, but I don't want Geno Smith on my (laughs) team. I want Geno Stone. And he was actually, according to I believe um, Daniel Jeremiah, he was the biggest. He was the steal of the seventh round in terms of player ranking and where they got drafted. Geno Stone was the steal of the seventh round. He was he was like ranked as his like hundred and fifteenth ranked player in the draft, and the Ravens got him in the seventh, in the two hundreds, and the Ravens were able to get this guy. And they're healthy. They got they're gonna have Jimmy Smith. And Jimmy Smith will no longer be asked to play against the number one corner like he has been in years past, so he'll be able to take that rest. He'll be able to stay healthy. And if you put Jimmy Smith on any number two cor- any number two wide receiver in the league or number three, like, come on, they got Marcus Peters. They got so many playmakers. Whoever you put him on, it won't be the one, so he'll be able to lock them down like he did against a lot of number one wide receivers. In his career and so that's something that's crazy because the depth that they have is unlike any secondary in the nfl the amount of pro bowlers that they have on that on that defense it's, it's going to be scary and they're going to get a lot of picks they're going to get probably a fair amount of sacks from the secondary just because uh, wink loves to uh, get those guys rushing the quarterback but it's it's going to be filthy for opposing quarterbacks because they're going to get pressured and they're going to have to throw it into coverage and the Ravens got playmakers and they're going to make plays. I
0: t- I'll tell you one thing. The scariest thing, everybody thinks uh, scary off uh, a fast offense is scary. What's even scarier is a fast defense. Mm-hmm. And you have, the night you have the right amount of youth, veterans, it just straight out ball, ballers, <laughs> and you're gonna have the youth learning from the veterans, and the veterans are gonna continue balling and and, and they're gonna end up leaning on that youth, and everybody's gonna be on go. It's gonna be green light. Even if, if even if you thought it was a red light, they're going through it. <laughs> so, I mean, man, I'm looking forward. You know, just thinking about it, you know, it got me mind boggled because I I can't imagine it. I'm I'm just I'm ready to see it. I'm ready I'm ready to hear Patrick McQueen. Mm, Patrick McQueen got me thinking about cars, thinking how fast his defense going to be. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I got
0: that. Owen Patrick. Wilson. <laughs> Patrick Queen. Just thinking. just thinking about him putting the pads on and putting that purple and black on, and getting them snaps and reps in. And when it's time for game Sunday for game day, I mean, unfortunately, we you know st- the fans may not be able to you know come to the game. So we're going to hear them pads hit. And if you. Psh- if you never heard the pads hit, you're gonna hear him this season. Uh- <laughs> definitely,
1: definitely, it's gonna be a lot of so, fun.
0: So I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. it. Got me, like I said, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Oh yeah, man. All
1: right, I think that's pretty good for today's episode. Um, one thing I will say is we are working on getting to Apple Podcast. It takes about three episodes to be able to apply. So if you want to listen on that. It will come out soon, but for right now, just hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to check out our anchor page, it's all on the network.com. All of our, all of the worst take affiliated podcasts are on the homepage. Um, so if you're not a fan of the Ravens, you want to find a, another podcast for another team, um, you should not be a fan of that team. You should be a fan of the Ravens, but uh, you do you. Um, go to that. Um, I run at the worst take net on Twitter. Joshua, what's your Twitter so people can follow you?
0: Uh, Follow me on Twitter, everybody, at SkyTheLimit39, at SkyTheLimit39.
1: Yeah, definitely go check him out. Go check me out. And check out some of the other Worst Take podcasts. But thank you all for listening. We'll see all of you again on Saturday.
0: All right, Raven Station, big trust, man. Y'all have a good one out here.
1: Oh, yeah.